It's the podcast that puts role-playing right up your jacksie. It's Powered Roll. Hello. Would like to quickly say before we begin that the audio quality for the first few episodes is okay, but not stellar, as we only had one microphone at the time. Things have improved subsequently, and we hope you'll stick with us until then. For now, on with the show. The origins of the world of Jival are shrouded in mystery, and debated by scholars through the ages. What's known is that the world was brought into being, and first, the powers of the land were uncovered. Then the many races discovered the gods that created them, and their divine power. Before finally, magic was invented as a method of manipulating the weave, an arcane force that flows through the world. The continent of Svasara turned their backs on the old ways with the discovery of the weave, trying to overthrow the gods and control the land. They formed a mighty empire that challenged the very nature of reality. But the gods overpowered them and broke the weave for thousands of years. Now, in their divine might, they have decided to bring the weave back into being for unknown reasons. And so, the inhabitants of the continent of Svasara have entered a new golden age. The Age of Erudition. The Orate Empire Home to the Sun Elves stretches across the Tashmasi Peninsula, a vast desert in the west of Svasara. They were the only part of the region to be untouched by the Empire's hand due to their ever-powerful military and devotion to the God of the Sun. An inhospitable and highly controlled place, it's ripe for smugglers bringing in goods considered contraband by the Imperialist Elves. And we join our three heroes smuggling on one such route. Salutations and welcome to Power Word Roll. I am your game master, Conrad Leeton Gray, and uh, today we're going to be uh, starting our adventure into the continent of Sasara, homebrew world. I'll now pass you over to our concierge of chaos, Naomi, to introduce her character. Hi, I'm Naomi and I am playing Ayun, who is an elf bard. He's a fabulous young man who is in the College of Blades. So big sword, great hair, sweet voice, great ass. Everything you want from a man. Everything you want from a man. Or yeah. an elf. Yeah, or an <laughs> or a man elf, as or the case yeah. may be, yeah. Um, and now onto our morose man child, Henry. Hi, I'm Henry. I'm playing Greg, who is a Minotaur barbarian. Uh, Greg is a prince of a far-off island who had to leave when he couldn't rise to the throne and his island got overtaken. Yeah. Then we have our edifice of ethics, Annie. Hello, I'm Annie. My character is Kia. She is a half-elf warlock with a great old one patron, but she doesn't really know that she is a warlock or what a warlock is or really much at all. But she is always carrying around a large book with her because she's packed with the tome, um, which she frequently ends up getting a bit too absorbed in. Whatever could this book hold? Tune in next week to find out. 
that's, yeah, that's where we end. No, uh, we're go- uh, so the adventure is starting at level three because that's where things get interesting. And also levels one, one to three can sometimes get a bit drawn out. I, I'm, I love rats. So I don't want to fight rats for ten episodes for y'all. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't. Our uh, characters have been travelling as part of a uh, smuggling ring for uh, nearly two months now. The smugglers are taking contraband into the Orate Empire from out east. Each of our heroes is working with this band for their own reasons, but in their employ, they have made made it from the Vestige Academy across the Lorenzo Plain, uh, Lozano Plains. Lorenzo Plains, who's he? That's my next character name, Lorenzo Plains. <laughs> <laughs> they then made it through the Towel Down mountain range with its intimidating spikes of rock that make their way out of the earth like barbed wire. And finally across the South Orate Desert, now making their way around the coast of the Tash Masi Peninsula. The journey has been long and arduous, but the coin is decent and it's uh, fairly low-key work, you know. And the uh, beating sun of the desert has uh, sort of bore down its full wrath and two of the smuggling band have been caught ill with a, some kind of uh, foreign fever. Usually um, Manfred and Miguel are the ones to uh, keep watch and so the three of you have been asked. We join you in the evening as uh, the sun is setting, the camels have been put to rest, you know, the tents have been set up, the stores put around them, and everybody else is settling in for the night whilst the three of you are around a campfire watching the stars in the sky slowly emerge as the sun sets. Gregory, is it, uh, is it Gerbil Allah Cave tonight? No, probably Gerbil Allah outside. Saves <laughs> 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 on the washing up. You're actually coming to the last of the food stores. Having travelled through the desert, the meat is managed to hold mostly through salting. Um, and unfortunately, those stores are starting to run low. Do we think we have enough food for the rest of the trip, or are we going to run out? Well, uh, you're aware that you're currently on, a, on your way uh, to the uh, town of Freepoint. There, you're meant to resupply. Uh, it's, it's a lawless town from what you've heard uh, not part of the Orate Empire in who are in charge of the peninsula this little uh, outpost in the middle of the desert is this Tatooine? <laughs> no no uh, okay. I mean uh, no it's not the trademarked uh, entity Tatooine <laughs> Batabine a desert planet <laughs> Uh, I, 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 lots of planets have a desert. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a question. Can Ayun feel the warmth? Like, is he hot or it's is he still cold? Boiling. Being from the um, winter court in the Feywild, uh, it's awfully cold there. So coming to somewhere so warm, it was a bit of a, a, a shock. You, mm. yeah, you, bur- you got sunburns in the first week, and it was awful. Uh, but now you're starting to adjust. But the you know, sort of the dry heat is just a bit. Still okay. a bit overwhelming. So now it's the evening, and doesn't it get really, really cold in desert evening? Mm. So yes, it so does. So now we're outside. You're probably sitting away from the fire. Yeah, like, I think I'm probably, like, probably sitting slightly away from the fire, just like oh, better. Yeah, hanging out, uh, like wearing as little as possible, kind of like really light clothing, lying on my back, looking at the stars, making the most of being mm. outside. I mean, uh, you are also. Uh, uh, Greg is just. Is, during the day, because of his thick layer of fur, is boiling yeah. hot, very like, sweaty. Greg's, Greg's definitely used to humid heat because he comes from that kind of climate. Yeah, you know, that's where the kind of archipelago where the mountains live is like is like. It's just really like, humid, very like, rainforesty. Yeah, so it's it's different being really hot and dry. Do you molt? 
Is that a character question or is that a... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to know if you molt personally, Henry. Well, <laughs> then I need yeah, to know. Yeah. Um, do Minotaur's molt? Um, I would say not seasonally, just kind of a constant like dog hair situation. Oh, great, 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 great. So everything is now covered in hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most things have a thin layer of hair on them. I reckon my job on the caravan might have changed to sweeping up Minotaur hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the kitchen as yeah. well, which. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like... I, I keep the kitchen clean, which mostly involves getting rid of hair. I mean, yeah, out of pots, out of pans. I would like to keep an eye out for oncoming issues. Okay, so can you uh, all roll a perception check for the first half of the night? 16. 17. 10. Okay. None of you notice anything uh, for the first <laughs> couple of hours. Nonetheless, uh, as you see the moon rise to its highest point in the sky, you remember that you were told to hand over to Hardvard and Sherry, uh, the two dwarves in, in the uh, the band, and uh, you can see that they're, they're uh, sleeping in one of the tents. These, these are great names, by the way. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, I would like to go to Harvard. Um, Hardvard. Hardvard. I'd like to go to Harvard. Um, I'd like to go. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I'd like to go to Hardvard and. Um, and I'd like to like finger caress his like braids and just be like, "Hello." Oh, he doesn't have braids. He has he is just like a, the bushiest beard. Greg shouts out um, to Ayun, "Go and get Shazza for us." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna do a little like um like arm shake and a little like side tap on the face. Oh, oh, oh. Good morning. Uh, hello. Oh yes. Hello there. It's it's watch time. Oh, very well. Sh- Sherry, Sherry, you know what you're saying. Uh, okay. Oh, and then they're sort of like yawning, getting up. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll let you two get dressed. Okay, and uh, you can see that the tent on the other side has been set up for the three of you. There are some bed rolls out. It's very basic. Okay. Uh, nothing fancy. Um, uh. There's some there's some uh, blankets. They're a bit rough. It's the same one you've been using for the past month and a half. It's it's not. There's a little bit of hair on them. Yeah. As mm-hmm. there kind of isn't everything in that tent. In which case, I'm going to push the three like bedrolls together so that we're like sleepover roomies and we keep each other warm. And then I can maybe like steal the the covers. You two. Hey, you don't get cold. You don't need them. <laughs> you you two see this happening? <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, Greg's going to wait out until Hardy and. Uh, Hardvard, Hardvard and Sherry. Hard, Hardy and Shezza. Yeah. Hardy and Shezza. Uh, right, you two, I'm gonna turn it in. Have a safe night, and then he's gonna. Greg's gonna go to fist bump Hardy, and then Shezza. Uh, uh, Hardy like uh, uh, goes for like a high five on the fist bump, oh, no. and it, it's slightly awkward. Is uh, it- Greg just chuckles and like. Like pat, pats him on the head. He looks, he looks pleased at this. You know, he, he sort of gives a dopey grin uh, back at you. She, she, she gives you like a you know hard uh, uh, sort of almost a punch in, in your fist, but because you're so beefy, you you barely feel it. But then she pulls out a scroll, starts muttering something, holds her sword to the fire, and it suddenly it's almost as if it only extends a certain distance and then goes into darkness. You have a good night, you two. What's happened? What, what, what does he see? What does Greg see when he comes into the tent? Ayuna's lying in the middle of three bedrolls, like with all the blankets tucked under his armpits, like, yeah, clamped under there. Kia has walked in before. 
for Greg and is kind of just standing at the edge of the tent glaring at Ayun and wondering how to get a blanket off. <laughs> so you probably arrive just as Kia starts basically I'm literally just gonna try and yank a blanket off you. <laughs> no no I'm gonna I'm gonna let it let it go. I'm not I'm not a monster All but right. you know I'm happy for us to sleep together but I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you just see Greg lower his form, <laughs> like, like the, it's, it's about twice the size of the bedroll. Yeah. I think uh, I've decided that Greg is probably the warmest body available. Yeah. Yeah, no, and by a long shot. He's, and if I can only have one blanket, clearly I should have Greg blanket. Well, are you going like, to lean, lean into his yeah, arm? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how does Greg respond to Ayun? Yeah, just absolutely lets him. I think definitely... Uh, Minotaurs together uh, happily sleep just kind of side by side. Yeah. So, um, they, they live in huts, don't they? So, yes, yeah. yeah. So especially with like um, the children and stuff, the whole family would just sleep in like a line together. Yeah, fair. So, so that, that's pretty normal for him. Yeah. Uh, Kia is definitely not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically just sort of uh, appreciates the warmth, but also doesn't actually want to cuddle up to people she doesn't really know. Because um, she isn't particularly like cuddling up to people anyway. Are you going to drag your bedroll away? No, because I reckon Greg's probably lying on it. A little bit, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. extends not only um, like vertically out of it, but horizontally yeah. as well. So uh, no, I'm not going to try and pull the bedroll. I'm just going to be on the furthest side of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Don't have to be shy, Kia. No, I'm, and... I'm fine here, thanks. He's very cosy. I'll give it to him. <laughs> Though I am... There is a lot of hair, I have to be honest. <laughs> Comes part and parcel, unfortunately. <laughs> Nonetheless, you uh, all settle down for the night and uh, manage to eventually get to sleep. You two, fairly quickly, you sort of struggling to sort of stay on the bit of bedroll you have available. You're woken by uh, a man with a receding hairline and sort of handlebar moustache, wearing sort of like strapped uh, leather belts around him and a, and a sort of uh, a hooded cloak. This is uh, Doug Harris, your boss. He's in charge of the band and he's, he's actually quite prominent in sort of the criminal underworld on this particular travel route and he's made it several times before. With his uh, rapier which is in its uh, scabbard he sort of pokes each of you awake and he's like Alright, come on. You three, get up already. We've got to keep on moving. Yes, I, yeah, we'll be up in a set. Yeah. yeah, hurry up, we've got to pack up things. Yeah, okay, okay. No problem, Dougie, just give us a minute. Don't call me that, I'm paying you. And he goes out the tent. <laughs> yeah, and you can see that there's the camel that is, is holding you know this tent and, and uh, this stuff um, uh, is sort of now been taken um, uh, to, is being taken to you by Hardvard, who comes over and is like, here she is. Look after her. What's her name? Uh, mm, uh, that's a good question. Uh, 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 Terry, with an I. <laughs> Is that the name you've given her or the name she calls herself? That's the name I've given her. Oh, we'll find out her name uh, today even. We could do well, that. we didn't yeah. do, know the names when we we, we got the camels. No, so. wor- no worries, Hardy. It's an- an elf thing, I'm sure. Like, and I'd like to know as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Well, we won't, you know, they're camels. They don't speak our languages. They speak in more of like uh, uh, emotions, you know. 
I mean, they speak the language of the earth. You, you as he's as, <laughs> just at you. as you say that, like it just it, like the camel just spits at the ground and sort of like lets out a, a big exhalation from its nose that just stinks. And he's like, they are beautiful creatures. Greg, I, Greg, can't t- oh, sorry. I was going to say, I just pull up my scarf, like covering more and more of my face. I would like to cast Speak with Animals and then ask Terry her name. Okay. Uh, Terry is my slave name. Yeah. That's <laughs> <good>. uh, <laughs> this is just going to be me musing for yeah. a while. Because yeah, I've never thought about what a camel would call itself. Okay. So I, I think I've got it. And so uh, you spend some time whilst you're riding, attuning, and you just, you know, attuning to nature. The spirit of the bear carries, and you sort of, it's a a similar kind of magic to that of the druids when you cast this. It's almost as if you're awakening something in the animal, but not entirely. And eventually, you talk. Terry? Uh, Is what you're known as. What is your real name? My name isn't Terry. I had a feeling that would be true. That's my slave name. (laughs) My name is Esmeralda. Esmeralda, it's lovely to meet you, my dear. I'd shake your hand, but that's impossible. (laughs) That's some animal humour for you. Um, Ask her if she knows any good camel jokes. Do you know any good camel jokes? Camel-related jokes? Um, I'm actually not sure that's quite... Does it translate? I don't think it would, no. I hate you. <laughs> I'm like rapidly thinking, like, do I know any cattle jokes? And then, and then again, no. To, to <laughs> um, if you want to uh, converse with me, I can talk to you again, but not instantly. It does take some time to attune to the ley lines of the land. Well, I'll nudge you if I have anything to say. Or come over and spit next to me. Well, I like to do that anyway. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and as you just see Greg sort of like moving his his neck similar to the cows and and spitting occasionally at the ground and like you know big exhalations from his nose and making that sort of grumbling noise that camels do i just assume that this is a minotaur thing and try not to think about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean you will you will see some of the other members of of the band look a bit weirded out by it you can see um hakor the guide out front he's the only person on foot and he sort of lets out a slight chuckle at this, seeming to have caught on to what you were doing. Uh, and he says, in camel, I didn't know you could speak camel. Where were you raised? You have to ask before you join into a conversation between man and beast. Well, I mean, there aren't many beasts around here apart from camels. Sometimes you've got to find conversation where you can. And you can see that uh, Hakor, he's, he's uh, probably wearing the, the nicest turban. He's got a dark complexion, but with bright golden eyes. Quite conventionally handsome. He's he's a sun native to the desert, and he's been acting as the guide. Uh, Greg's, Greg's going to say, I don't speak camel directly. I speak to the land, and if the land wishes, it replies. Yes, as it does for me, friend. But uh, I think uh, not many people have uh, experience talking to animals as they should these days. It's an art that has been lost. Over here, yes, it has been lost. Back, back where I come from, it's actually very common. We teach it to the children. That is that is quite wonderful. We've lost these kinds of ways um, out here in the desert. Ever since the divines took hold, the ways of the druids have been forgotten. When we get to, what was it, Outpoint? Free point. Free point. My mistake. When we get there, we should discuss this over a pint of grog. 
I would certainly like to discuss this more. Greg just nods to himself, nods to the land, and then cancels as well. And you continue travelling. Uh, travelling through the day, you know, the, the desert sun gets more and more intense as it approaches midday. It, it's just sweltering and the landscape is unchanging. These, these rocky deserts in the coastal region, at least it isn't as bad as when you were travelling through the sand dunes, but it's still you know, really quite intense. Can I cast Ray of Frost on my hat? <laughs> That's a bit intense, but yeah, sure. It's a, it's a cantrip. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm thinking of Cone of, cone of Cold. Cold, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, Ooh! It's a D10 of... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a D10 of cold damage. damage. You mean you can? Can you I... You certainly try. Can I shoot my uh, Ray of Frost above us so that it like, just like snows down a little? Yeah. Or like uh, just ices my hat up. We are like literally breaking the law and smuggling. So maybe <laughs> no, not the theatrics <laughs> quite yet. I, mean, you... I was not made for this. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to rare frost my hat. Okay, roll an arcana check to see how effectively you can do it. Yeah, I look forward to blowing my hat to pieces. Uh, that's going to do it, I think. That is a grand total of eight. Yeah, so uh, roll damage. <laughs> Yay! I will say that if you roll anything above a one... Eight! <laughs> instantly, like, like you, you you try to cool yourself down by casting Ray of Frost. Like, you see icicles going upwards from your nose. You know, like, it, it's... You're like, you're, you're, suddenly your face is covered in frost. Uh, the hat itself freezes and then just shatters. <laughs> It's made of straw. It does not last. Uh, so I'd like to curse in Elvish. <laughs> well, I understand that. <laughs> you, 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 you At just, length. You just hear like like this 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 just stream like of like like rhyming curse words. <laughs> uh, the, the, the... Ayun, come get this. Uh, Greg's gonna take off his own uh, headpiece. His turban. Yeah, and hand it to. You. Or you throw get it over you get handed the, this this long piece of cloth with a clip on the end that's just covered in hair. <laughs> I uh, I um, shake it a little and I I actually just give it back and I scarlet horror my scarf instead <laughs> and just like flip that over my head and I say oh it's uh it's very kind of you but um I think I'm just going to uh, manage myself evidently yeah uh, trying to do that too often. Um, I'll run out of hats very soon, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> honestly, the heat just gets to me. I'm, I'm not used to it. Where I come from, it's... Oof, minus three on the hottest of days, so this just feels ridiculous. Yeah, this must be... must be incredible. It's... It's not comfortable, and I've never sweat this much in my life. As it approaches midday, you, you reach, you know, sort of half-travel, and you seem to be doing going at a decent pace going further into the desert, further north, and the sun starts setting and it becomes less and less swelteringly hot. You see lizards start to come out. Uh, you you hear Doug shout, We're going to settle down here for the night! And he, and he sort of jumps down from his camel and you can see everybody else starts to do it as well. And they start unpacking, ready to set up the tents. Mm -hmm. you, you then, uh, Manfred, in his, who's slightly sick, comes over. Hello, guys. Hi, are you feeling... It's still pretty rubbish, not going to lie. Uh, but uh, Doug said that you guys are... Ah! 
Um, Bless you. I to thank you. Uh, together again tonight. Uh, so if you could uh, set up your tent together. Is uh, Hardy and Chez taking off, taking over the other half? They're doing the first first shift. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then you're doing the second this night. And you still. <laughs> Bless you. And then, then he, he like, yeah, I don't want to do it, but you know when somebody does like a really disgusting sneeze. Yeah. Like a really phlegmy one. It, oh. um, yeah. uh, Manfred, get some rest. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and then he starts making his way. It seems that I'm, him and um, um, uh, Miguel are sharing a, a tent tonight. Manfred and Miguel, which one is the cute one? Uh, Miguel. Miguel's right, okay. um, uh, half, uh, half elf. He's, he's half wood elf. Um, uh, he's, he's, he's got sort of handsome, rugged features. Cool. Uh, with a little goatee beard. I feel like snot dangles really ruin that though. Yeah. Well, they're both very sick, but uh, Miguel is Miguel is, is is the cute one out of the two. Manfred's a sort of uh, slightly podgy middle-aged man. Yeah, that would not do it for me. So I would like to um, check up on them okay. and just see how they're doing. So you can see Manfred is, is sort of now like after telling everybody what, who they're with for the night and you know t- giving people their orders, instantly fell asleep on the thing. Miguel is is uh, sort of uh, just checking the sharpness of his arrows on, on mm-hmm. uh, in his in his quiver and like sort of yeah. making sure that they're all in order. And I'm going to do sort of a keek and then a like knock knock. Ah, uh, Miguel, uh, are yes. you f- are you feeling any better? I am feeling uh, slightly better, yes, uh, uh, but uh, still a bit uh, uh, clogged up. Is there, is there anything I can do to make you feel a little bit better? Uh, uh, no, I, mean, I think I just need my rest. But it, 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 uh, thank you very much for checking on me. Okay, I would like to wink and finger guns, because that is my right as a bard, um, and I would like to cast um, healing word. Okay, as you wink. The air grows cold around him. You see him shake for a moment, wondering as if something happened. I say nothing and I just breathe out one of his nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) The most furious. No, he's very happy about that. Like, like it's suddenly he's been mouth breathing for days. (laughs) He has, and so I take my healing word back. uh, (laughs) And uh, and uh, yeah, no, uh, he, he, he doesn't. I'm afraid he doesn't pick up on your flirtation. No, that's fine. Uh, I just want him to think, hmm, I feel better when that person is around, and that's it. <laughs> Fair. And then I, I will just uh, leave. Okay. Um, and so you all head to bed for the first shift, uh, for the first half of the night? As soon as Greg's told that he's going to have to be up from the middle of the night to the morning, instantly asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been asleep for a while. Yeah. You see Greg there. He's sort of like, I assume Greg's snoring. I think not too much, to be honest. He's, just he's, he has moved uh, all the bedrolls together. Yeah. And has kind of all three blankets kind of over him. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It takes three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, um, no, I think just gently breathing. Okay. Eventually, uh, you, you all settle down and then you're woken uh, by, by Shinny's. All right, you are... Come on. Ooh. Ooh. You want a cup of ale? Yeah, go on. Right, and she she sort of hands you a, a green bottle uh, filled with a dubious looking ale. Do you want to? Do you want to? Um, Greg takes it, kind of holds it up uh, slightly, nods his head slightly in a thank you, uh, and then goes over to the fire. And, and he, she sort of nod, nods politely uh, back, um, and so you're left with the three of you and the fire. 
So Greg just continues to kind of tend to the fire and puts the um, the grog down by one side mm-hmm. for now. Okay. I think Ayun is probably already bored. Mm. Um, Kia, you can yes. do that hand thing, can't you? You mean th- this thing? And I make the mage hand appear again. And a small uh, sort of purple portal-like uh, opening appears in, in reality almost, as, mm-hmm. it, as if there's a mirage in, in the actual air and it rips through and from it comes this sort of creepy, sort of larger than Kia's hand, but it, it, it's uh, a, a sort of lilac shade with pointed fingers and its, its fingers move in a rhythmic pattern. Kia? Yeah? You know, never, never mind. That thing is very well conjured. It's amazing. Uh, um, th- thank you. Uh, I'm sure, haven't you seen these before? I mean, I've seen one before, but not usually like that. Were you, well, sorry, were you born half-elf? Of course I was. What, okay, what sort just, of question is that? Well, I don't know. I might have been a, a sort of monstrous purple thing in a previous life. I don't judge. Uh, well, as far as I know, I was anyway. I'm... Fair, fair enough. I mean, our parents don't always tell us everything. Um, I've got an idea for a game to pass the time. Okay. Uh, UV me. Uh, do you want to get in on this? What? Sorry? Wait, Greg shouts from the fire, completely, not even listening, he was just tending to the fire, getting it up again, because the fire just starts to die a bit. We're, we're going to play a game. Mm, depends what. Are you finished with that ale? Hadn't even started. Get it down, you. I need yes, the Yes, yes, I'm I finished need the with bottle. the ale. I need the bottle. So, uh, I give the bottle to Kia. It still has its foot, like... However much was in it when it was given to... Are to you going to drink it or what? Because I'm going to destroy this bottle. It's nearly full. Well, it seems a waste, doesn't it, to... Are you going to drink it or not? I was going to drink it over the course of the night, but I guess if I have to... You could pour then... it in a cup. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's there, fine. There, are, there, there is oh, okay, basic no, cutlery. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right. I, did, I didn't know idea. Greg gets probably like two or three, like, however many cups he needs and... Pours out that. They're, they're, they're three cups. sort of like mug sized cups uh, that three. you manage to pour. That's fine. Three mug sized cups um, and then starts drinking one of them, pass the bottle. It tastes like shit. It's, it's like a really cheap ale. But to be fair, cheap ale lasts long and it, to, to have lasted this long you know, without it going bad. It's box wine! Um, it's full one of the full cups, the, the third one, yeah. and just throws it into the fire and, <laughs> and watches it ignite in just a. It, it doesn't. Oh, does it not? That's not That's what happens fine. when you throw beer on a fire, it just oh, puts out the fire slightly. <laughs> well, he, throw, he throws does it on it? the fire, puts it Thinking it, it will do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thinks it will just go. <laughs> you like, now need to tend to the fire. Yes, and then it's like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now you have an empty bottle. Yes. Uh, Kia, this is for you. Uh, why? You got to give that to your mage hand. Uh, I'm just going to make the mage, mage hand pick it up. Perfect. It comes into reality and, and, and grasps it as, as ordered. Creepily. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It grasps it uncomfortably. Oh yeah, no, everything. It, it always it. touches things in a in a weird, caressy sort of, way. Is how yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it's about to stroke anything. No, thank hey. you. <laughs> Damn it! Oh god! Piece of shit. <laughs> um. So the way the game works is it's us v you. 
you have to keep the bottle alive, we have to kill it. Oh, wait, what? And I pull out a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I draw, I pull out a dagger and I draw a line in the sand. Okay. <laughs> we have to stay on this side. You can take the bottle as far as you think you can without losing the magic. But if we shatter it, there's a forfeit. Can I know what the forfeit is? No. <laughs> this this <laughs> game sounds far too complicated. Do, We're on watch. <laughs> Do I get any say in playing this game? Well, you're the one with the mage hand, so no. But, no, uh, you're integral to this. <laughs> but we are supposed to... Do I to... have to play this game? Yes, yes. But as Greg says, we are a watch. We should be keeping a watch. It's been weeks and weeks and weeks and nothing's happened. And it's, I mean... We're in the middle of nowhere. We can't... Right in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Five minutes of fun won't kill us all. Mm. Mm, I'm not sure this is fun, but okay. I, I begin, th- I begin like, hiffing, like, daggers and, um, n- like, cutlery. Like, knives and forks. <laughs> <laughs> Greg sees you throwing cutlery and goes, wait, no, no! <laughs> and just as, like, crosses immediately over the line, steps st- straight on it to, like, pick up the forks. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> it can't even be stolen the silverware. You're, you're now, like, throwing ni- you know, knives and forks, butter knives, mind you, at Greg's sort of body, who's in the way. <laughs> The, the mage hand, what are you doing with that? I mean, I'm just kind of moving it up and behind me. I can't... I, the range of it is 30 foot. I can't get it further away than that. But right. it's just kind of diagonally up in the sky. You can wiggle it around, though. I know I can, but I, to be honest, I don't know I want to play this in the first place, so I'm just going to hold it behind me until I know whether you can actually reach it. I would like to attack yeah. that bottle. Roll a dex derit- uh, slave hand, let's, let's say. That makes sense. Oh, I mean, I have a dagger Isn't attack it an bonus. Attack? Oh, yeah, it would just be an attack. Yeah. Which well, would be an 18. 18. Uh, what is the AC of a mage hand? Uh, no, I'm going to make you roll a sleight of hand against it. Yeah. Oh, I see. That yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, 17. Yeah, so <laughs> dodges out of the way, the mage hand goes out of the way. Go, you're going to make another shot? Didn't, no, did not you got, no, I got an 18. Oh, yeah. you got an 18? Yeah. So, so, so you try to move it out of, out of the way. I think I've been sort of like soft lobbing stuff to get her to get it moving. Yeah. yeah. And then I just pull out the, the dagger. I like do that roll around the finger and then I just like overhand flick it. And it, it, it curves in the air and sort of like uh, you, you throw it uh, with the point in your fingers. And so it starts with the handle uh, facing towards it and spins. And then just as it spins, it strikes down and smashes the lower half of the bottle in spectacular fashion. <laughs> Hooray! All right, game over, back to watch. Yes, and as, I agree. As, and I dismiss as, my mage hand. As you turn around, you hear one of the camels sort of panic and start running off. As, I mean, I want you all to roll a perception check. Yeah. <laughs> Non-natural 20. Well... You manage to see as you turn around, these two still preoccupied with the game, that the camels run away from three large snakes that are slithering out from the desert. And here, uh, I would like you all to roll initiative. And so, having uh, tracked initiative, uh, it's now the snakes at the top of the round. Uh, you see in front of you three snakes uh, and they're sort of slithering along the sands towards you. Greg is standing at the front with Kia and Ayun slightly behind him. 
And uh, so the nearest snake to Greg is going to slide its way to the right, uh, uh, sort of making his way towards him, and uh, comes in uh, sort of diagonally for uh, to, to try and uh, wrap around you, sort of like uh, slithering it below you, and is going to... Could you roll a strength saving throw for me? A strength saving throw? Yes. Um, ooh, 24. So this, this snake <laughs> starts trying to like wrap itself around you and you just... You, you, you rip it off As and it throw it As it starts coming back. onto my arm, I just put, like, throw my arm away. You throw it back to where it was. Like, it sort of lands in, in the sand slightly and hisses. And uh, at the same time, this other one uh, uh, opposite it is, is sort of making its way up and tries to bite at you uh, uh, as you throw the other one away. Uh, that is a uh, seven to hit. That seven? No. Yeah, that definitely doesn't hit. Why did I even question that? <laughs> uh, so it, it, you, you sort of bat it away with your elbow. And then the final one is going to slither up. It can only make it to there, though. Um, and now it is Kia's turn. Really? Okay. Yep. Initiative of five. Right. Well, you got, you got I got four. Okay. And I even got three. three. <laughs> wow. Okay. We are doing well. <laughs> Great start, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to come up so I'm just a little bit behind. Um, a little bit behind Greg, but opposite Snake. And use Poison Spray. Mmm, nice. Uh, okay. Well, these are snakes. It doesn't seem. Like con save. I'm gonna give it advantage. Bec- Actually, I don't know. Would it have advantage? I'm gonna give advantage because fuck you. Because yeah, no, <laughs> they have poison-based attacks, but, so uh, I, I, I don't. Really that gives them like resistance on the damage or something. Yeah, no, it's resistance on damage. So uh, it's a con save, is yeah. it? Constitution. This is no, it's plus one. So that's an eighteen. Oh, that saves. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so it's. <laughs> It it, it, it it seems to sort of be used to some kind of poison. Revels in the shower. Yeah, it, it sort of it sort of like like it barely affects it. So I'm not a fan of being very close to them. And after that doesn't work, I'm gonna use my movement. We can add snake sounds in post. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna use my movement to just hide behind Greg. Okay. Because like Greg you, is a meat shield. Yeah. You, you hide hide behind Greg's form. Yeah. You, you amply, uh, you yeah, know, ample space. Directly behind. And then it is Greg's turn. Greg's gonna take a step forward. Um, so all of them are around him, into yeah. the centre of the snakes, fearing nothing. These, these are massive snakes. They're he ain't scared. Tall as Greg. Yeah. He ain't scared of these snakes. I ain't scared no snake. Greg. Uh, Greg quips to the other party members. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a regular attack. Greg to make a regular attack against the snake um, that he's just sna- uh, that he has just stepped past, which is one currently closest to Kia. Okay. A twenty-one for thirteen damage. After being hit by poison, uh, Greg draws his sword and just goes in for a chop uh, like the back of its neck. It, it seems to have kind of a, a, a it, its scaly hide seems almost leathery. It's quite thick, uh, and and so you sort of dig into it, but it sort of manages to scrape it slightly, and it sort of ducks down. You can see a little bit of blood, but it it didn't seem to really uh, damage it heavily, um, and uh, uh, it sort of manages to move out of the way just in time. And so we then pass to Ayun. Perfect. Uh, Ayun is actually going to move up uh, in between the snake and Kia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to attack it with my sword. 
all going well. Uh, not going well, that's a natural one. Um, I would like to say, take this, you oversized boot, and then miss. So you take, say, take this, you oversized boot, and as you're saying boot, you sort of stumble over some sand and uh, sort of like, like manage to swing over it, swing wide, and end up facing Kia behind you. Oh, hi. With the weight of your blade and, and having got your foot caught. Look, it's the terrain, okay? I'm not used to it. <laughs> this never happens. And then it is the snake's turn this is again. the first time it's ever happened, guys. <laughs> and as you say that, the snake from behind sort of leaps up and uh, tries to wrap around you. Can you make a strength saving throw for me? <laughs> I, I mean, I can. 16, wow! So you manage to sort of, like, dodge out of the way just in time as, and as it sort of pounces forwards and it retreats slightly. And then it is Kia's turn. Um, so, after that poison spray worked so well last time, yeah. Kia is going to stay hiding behind people, because... <laughs> that's I, what wizards do, the yeah, warlocks do. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, and this time, just trying to get Snake to go away, using Eldritch Blast at the one closest, so the one next to Ayu. Okay, um, and that's a so uh, roll to hit. Roll for that. Uh, Nine. Does not hit. Uh, so, so as you see Ayun turn to you and, and sort of Greg sort of fighting off these snakes, uh, you, you sort of panic and from your hands you let loose and uh, another one of these portals forms uh, in front of you and sort of like some translucent uh, purple glowing chains fly out from the hole and, and uh, with a sort of rattling sound and fly off into the distance just above the the uh, 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 snake. I'd like to think that Kia was a bit surprised by what actually just happened, which mm. is why she missed. Yeah, no. So she, she was almost on track, and then it just kind of whoa, and then flew yeah, she off. was hoping something would happen, and it did, but it was quite dramatic. Yeah, um, and and uh, so it was the first time she's cast that. Yeah, it's not really. So I've seen Kia will have seen sort of poison spraying. Um, before yeah. from being at the academy, but not an Eldritch Blast. Well, not, not uh, an Eldritch Blast takes many forms, and in this case yeah. is, is something you, you know, un- unseen by most. So, uh, okay, so, Greg. Being surrounded by uh, snakes and with two, let's, let's face it, currently useless teammates, um, <laughs> Greg's gonna, um, he's going to rage. Uh, a big growl, like a guttural just <clears throat> as uh, this blue energy uh, quite contrasting against the desert kind of flares up at his feet and then a kind of sheen, a blue sheen of energy up his legs uh, onto his waist, up to his hips and then onto his arms as well like onto his hands and, and forearms um, then he grabs his great sword in two hands and makes a swing at the snake behind him um, thirteen. That hits just nice. You managed to strike at it. Um, roll, roll damage. Um, sorry, maths. Yep. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven damage. You beat into the leathery hide. You seem to break the skin and go into the flesh somewhat, but it's still standing. Um, and as such, it is now Ayun's turn. Okay. Uh, I am going to. Again, attempts to do a stab with the sword. Okay, stab. You turn around. 
I turn around. I turn get around. Get it. Get him. <laughs> get him. Get him. Uh, I turn around for a 21. 21. So this time you, you basically pirouette almost and spin around like, like a ballet dancer. <laughs> That's my spin done. Now about yeah. the attack. Uh, that, that, no. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> coming in, you manage to sort of uh, stab at the, the, the snake. Uh, roll damage. Uh, uh, roll damage, yeah. Holy moly, holy moly. This has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is a... Six, and then I'm going to use my... Um, Bardic Inspiration. What flourish are you going to do? I think that I am going to uh, do a defensive flourish. Uh, could you re- tell me what that does? Because I can't remember. So I use one use of my Bardic Inspiration to deal extra damage, yep. and then I get to add that to my AC. Okay. So I add a three to that, so that is uh, six plus three, nine. So, uh, spinning around, stabbing the snake um, in the in the sort of uh, small hole made by Greg, um, uh, you, you manage to sort of draw blood and you retract your ba- blade, entering a defensive stance as you had been trained uh, in your time as a duelist. So, uh, now it is the snake's turns. So, uh, the snake's many turns. Come, come fight me. So, the, the snake that uh, you just attacked, uh, uh, Greg, pulls its head out of the sand and goes in for another uh, strike and natural 20. And so... Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so, so, it goes in and uh, this time manages to dig into your torso in a fleshy bit, dealing 14 points of damage. Cool. That was literally the maximum. Nice. <laughs> so... Well, luckily I was raging, so yeah. I get to reduce, so it gets so it's half. Not, it's not too bad. And it's poison damage, I won't point that out. That's, that's absolutely fine. Um, you feel like like a sharp pain in, in, in your abdomen. but the totem path of the bear. Yeah, and you, you, you feel uh, a sharp pain that seems to subside as, as you can feel the bear's spirit sort of like push out the venom mm. um, uh, as, as it basically as, as you, you uh, with one hand like pull the snake's head away you know the, the wound seems to almost sort of resist the poison damage um, and now uh, the second snake whilst that's happening uh, is can you make a strength saving throw I can and I get advantage because I'm currently um, raging yes yes strength three. checks yeah uh, raging gives you advantage on checks and saving throws so that's fine wonderful that is a 23. 23. And uh, so, you know, after pulling this one, you see one starting to go for your legs and just kick it back a bit. Backhand it. And then uh, this one's going to, the final one's going to try try and attack Ayun, trying to leap for your shoulder. Fair. And that is a 19. Dang. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it uh, comes in... <laughs> bites at your shoulder, you can feel the venom dig in and uh, deals three points of damage. Okay. Poison damage as well. Um, and it is painful. You can feel the venom seeping into to your wound. It, it's a particularly painful thing, but you, you know, it then retracts and the snake subsides a bit. Um, I turn around to Annie and I say, Kia, do something! Kia, uh, your turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna take that and... <laughs> So the snake that just went for Ayu, I am going to dissonant whispers. Okay. So that is a DC 14 wisdom save. Right. Uh, but it's damage. Uh, what is the wisdom of the giants? 
Oh, right. It fails. So it takes nine points and must immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from you. Okay, so uh, you, you, uh, t- you know, are being told to do something. It's almost as if your mind kicks into a new gear and suddenly where in your head you were thinking in common and elvish, you start thinking in something strange, something alien, something uh, unknowable. By you know, by norm by normal brains and this this strange language with so many uh, polytonal sounds and and guttural utterances starts filling your brain and you start mouthing it as best you can and you just it's it's almost as if you have some kind of link to the snake and this snake starts sort of retracting hissing and and uh, shouting and how much how much damage was it, it was nine. 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 Um, and it, 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 the it, boy's it. using his reaction to attack it as it leaves. Uh, oh yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, so ro- roll, roll. You both of you get um, a, a, a sort of attack of opportunity. Is this snake escaping? Um, no, terrible. That's okay. one. Uh, so you 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 swing and and leave yourself open uh, to the one behind you, uh, who has advantage on his next attack against you. That's fine. Um, and are you? Uh, I got a grand total of 12. That hits. Wow, okay, cool. Um, sweet. That's a nine. As he turns and tries to run away, you just... Lunge. Lunge, and through the gap in the leathery hide once again, you manage to skewer it. (laughs) And hold it in the air for a second before it falls limp, and you you push it off your blade. And I just uh, look at it and I say, we're going to make you into a handbag. (laughs) <laughs> Fair. Uh, and now it is Greg's turn now. Can I? Yeah, so so turning round and losing weight, uh, Greg's going to try and turn this into advantage by doing a reckless attack Okay. Um, against the snake that just, um, like, looks directly behind him. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but he, feel, he, he senses it's there, he remembers that there's a, there's a snake behind me. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Continues turning round with the full swing of the sword um, and attacks against the snake. Ayun has to sort of jump out of the way slowly. A natural twenty, very nice. And it ju- this this thing just cleaves into it. Uh, yeah, that's nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen dam- damage uh, plus another nine because of crit. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You just cleave into it. You. You hear bone break. You see this thing. It's it's, it's almost as if it's nearly if caught it's not, two If hearts. it's not dead, it's barely alive. I already did like thirty damage to this motherfucker. All right. Man. No, no. <laughs> you, you, you wait. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah. Did I not? Did I miss it? Oh. No, yeah. It was the, oh. the other one. The other one. You you you, you deal damage oh, to. I this, I hit them both. this one you pushed away twice, but you haven't oh, actually yeah, dealt damage right. to. Um, but it, it's it's not looking good after that hit. That was a significant hit. Um, and uh, with that, these snakes have a, uh, advantage, advantage on. Yeah, yeah, because it was a reckless attack. Uh, now it is Ayun's turn. Okay, uh, I think that we're gonna change it up and we're gonna get the spells involved. So uh, I would like to um, use my cloud of daggers. Oh, okay, where are you gonna use it? It's uh, a cube it, five it? feet on either side, centered with a point. Can I just pop it between them? Is uh, that acceptable? Yeah, I'll allow that. Okay. Uh, it takes a 44 slashing damage. Okay, it will deal half damage to both if you put it That's between two squares. No worries. Okay. Is there any kind of save against it? 
No, I'm pretty sure it's just... Nope. Yeah, you, you just, just cast it and you Suddenly there are daggers <laughs> in the air. That's, that's not really... It's, that's a weird I feel spell. like it should be dex, but it evidently isn't. It's concentration. With? Damage. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> two, two, three, two. Nine. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll have that to five damage each. Yeah. And... And with that, you see, you see sort of these um, coalescing and what little moisture is in the air. You see daggers of ice form and start to swirl round in a circle and just finally basically decapitating the um, uh, one that Greg had hit before and uh, digging in, slashing at the hide of the other one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a concentration spell, right? So it, it, is. it, it keeps. Okay, well, it's starting its turn there right now, so uh, roll again. Okay. So uh, half of that half, nine? Nine. So <laughs> it digs into it, and you know, the, the, the blades keep going at it, and so it's going to try and lunge at uh, uh, Greg and try and constrict him with a strength saving throw from Greg with advantage. Um, that is a 13, 40, 50, 16, 17, 18. And so you manage to pull it off and push it back into the cloud of daggers. Um, and then it is Kia's turn. Yeah, I mean, Kia is just going to move so you can actually see this snake. Yep. Rather than having <laughs> the other two in the way. Moving out of the way, yeah. Uh, and try another Eldritch Blast. Okay, well to hit. Hopefully a bit less surprised at what actually looks like. Uh, 19 to hit. That definitely hits. Roll damage. Ten. Uh, so uh, it's just on its lo- last legs now. So so you you uh, your eldritch sorry your eldritch blast. You know the the portal forms in front of you and out. You know these giant chains just sort of fly towards uh, this, this this snake and just pummel it with arcane energy, um, uh, sort of pushing it back and. It's, Still in this cloud of daggers, it's not doing well. It it's, it's it seems to be on its last legs. Ha ha! It's a snake. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Uh, this no is hideous. That's snake for you guys. Greg's turn. I'm proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Twenty-two. Definitely hits. So, damage. Greg, it, seeing a, is it one snake left? Yeah. It's it's it's. It's nothing. How do you kill it? It's nothing. I'll roll damage. Because um, I might roll terribly. Uh, 12. That's definitely not. Okay. A big arcing slash over his head, the great sword just slicing bits of snake off. Okay, you, you basically slice it because it's in front of you, slice it straight down the middle, mm. digging in, in, you know, sort of like, like uh, cutting it in half, uh, about halfway down its length, with your massive bone great sword. Mm. Great sword? Great sword. It's got a sore edge, but it's a, it's a sword. And uh, it's just destroyed, bleeding into the sand. And the exit combat. Uh, uh, Greg's just going to kind of turn to Ayun. No more silly games on watch. We could have seen that and prevent it from happening. I mean, in all fairness, we did prevent it from happening. I, oh. I'm sorry. I, I just thought we could do with a little bit of fun time. I mean, we've been sweltering out here for weeks, not really doing anything. Yes, I, look, I guess you are right. We'll have plenty of fun when we get there. Look, just... Sit down and let me look at that. What? The wound in your side, it's bleeding everywhere. Oh, I hardly notice. Um, yes, please, if you can. Then Greg presents his side to you and holds it up. The blood is sort of there, but it, it's sort of clogging up and matting around your fur. Okay. Um, the totem uh, bear protected me. 
I'm sure he did. You have no but, idea what that means. No, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I just assume I'm like it's a minor thing. Do I, do I know? Do I know that you have no idea what I'm saying? Um, like doesn't realize. Hold on, hold on. I have like a 22 deception. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair I'm just like yeah. Obviously, obviously. I can't even roll that high on insight. <laughs> the, with, with a natural 20, I get 21. So I can't even, like, yeah, okay. Um, oh, dear. Uh, can I roll medicine see, like, how bad the poison is? Or whether... Yeah, I do. I don't know anything about medicine. I'm just making this up. Eight. And to be fair, you, you, you would think... So, so you know a bit about poison. Because poison, you know, knowledge is... is generally necessary I've seen enough poisonings in the you've seen poison, poison snakes <laughs> and, and people being poisoned and this kind of thing and a, a venom bite uh, usually is, is emphasised because uh, the, the wound swells up yeah it's, it's a clogging of the bloodstream hey this is actual science people welcome to our science podcast we said this wasn't going to be educational I like education. Anyway, uh, it swells up because there's a histamine response, etc., etc. Yeah, and so, but in this instance, it doesn't seem to have. Okay. It seems like it just pierced it slightly, but but not even for the size of the jaw for the snake, which are okay. quite large. Uh, I'm just gonna healing word him up to yep. n- by like five. With, with, with uh, a cold breath of air, suddenly your I wound think, is I think, actually, I put, like, cold hands. Oh, right. Like, my freezing hands. Ooh, on. Oh, oh, that's so cold. <laughs> and I, just, I, like, I wouldn't say that's a word, then. That's more... And then, and then... And then yeah. I say, feel better. And then, yeah, okay. There we go. There's got to be, there's gotta be some... Well, there's got to be some words in there. It's literally called healing words. <laughs> I did it earlier with just a wink. I, I mean, gently place my hands upon him and say... Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I. You're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Blimey. And with that, uh, the you know, sort of the, the wound closed, and, and you're back in the peaceful, peaceful nature. The campfire's starting to die down a little. I have a question. Yeah. What do I have to roll to make these snakes into a pair of boots? Um. Again, this take, is time. Take the leather to the uh, to the. Place, you were, place we're going to. Mm. Yeah. I just like the idea of a quick cut to the morning and it's like, oh, what happened last night? Oh, nothing, but I have these fabulous, like, thigh-high snake boots on. Alas, <laughs> alas you're not trained as a tanner. Um, you don't know. You need Are you, do you have tanner's tools? No. Well, I don't, but... <laughs> and I do know, because I've seen your character sheet. Unless something's changed, but, you know. Nonetheless, something uh, has changed within me. <laughs> something is not the same. It's these snake boots. <laughs> you notice anything different about me? No. <laughs> you sure? Leg Look up on the table. Leg up on the table. Are you sure? And so, <laughs> one leg like up in the air, the other one leg like doing like bicycle motions. Are you sure you don't see anything? Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. If you want to leave us a review, iTunes is the best place. You can find all our social media at linkle.com slash powerwordroll. That's L-I-N-K-K-L-E dot com slash powerwordroll. Now, from Conrad, Henry, Annie and myself, thank you, and we'll see you next time.